Welcome to Granite State Divide, the podcast that brings politics and community together to educate and foster common ground. My name is Kathy Rago, and this is Granite State Divide. Let's get started. All right, on today's program, we welcome the Honorable Mike Moffitt, a former state legislator from 2017-18 for District 9, which includes Canterbury and Loudoun. He is also a retired Marine, a coach, a teacher, an author, a retired college professor, and he's a current columnist for the Wearer's Times. So, Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Kathy, and thank you for all that you're doing for the cause. Bless your heart. Oh, it's my pleasure, actually, to do this kind of thing. So, so tell us a little bit about you and your life experiences and what brings you to Canterbury. Yeah, Canterbury Loudon. Thanks for asking. Um, native Grand Estater from up in the North Country, uh, Groveton originally, grew up there, and um, went to college, went to UNH, then Plymouth State, and uh, graduated, uh, taught, and coached for a while. And then um, when it, before I get too old, I wanted to ex- get some military experience, so I went to the Marine Corps. I followed my brother at the age of 27, and I became an infantry officer, and then uh, did 25 years active in, in reserve, mostly reserve, but got to go around the world, everywhere from Norway to Panama to Korea. Uh, I was in Persian, Persian Gulf, Desert Storm. Uh, in, in fact, I was in Afghanistan in 2010, a, year, a good year for, for Republicans, you'll recall. Mm-hmm. I was the oldest Marine in Afghanistan. So I retired from the reserves after 2010. And uh, in, in addition to the Marine stuff, uh, I taught, I've taught at public schools, parochial schools, military schools, community college, university level, I was in a school board. Um, when I was in the House, I was on the House Education Committee. So, uh, and here I am in Loudoun, and uh, mostly retired. I teach one online course, write a column, and I would uh, uh, love to return to the State House if it worked out. So, so you were, okay, and it represented back in 2017-18, which we both mentioned, you were on the House Education Committee. Can you share a story about that specific experience being on House Education that sticks out in your mind? Well, what sticks out in my mind is that uh, many things, one, one of which would be that the Republic, we were in the majority when I was there, um, but the Republicans did not vote as a block uh, all the time. The Democrats pretty much did. Uh, Republicans had some independent thinkers, uh, which um, is good and bad. Uh, it, it, at times, uh, you know, it was, it was a little frustrating. But I think that shows, says something about the Dem- Democrats and Republicans. You know, when, when uh, th- there was one bill that I really was trying to push forward, and Mary Guile, who, the late Mary Guile, um, who was a Democrat, was a Democrat, a friend, uh, spoke very highly of, the, of my bill. It had to do with civics education. And she was from Canada and, and, uh, and spoke in favor of my, my bill in, during the first hearing. But when it came to time to a vote, she voted with all the Democrats against it, even though she'd spoken for it. So that is politics. But I, uh, uh, you know, I, I hope that people can sometimes uh, buck their party and, do what, and vote for what yeah. they think is, is good, good legislation. Yeah, I agree. So, as you know, since you've been there as a state legislator, it requires a lot of a lot of your effort, a lot of time to do it well. So, why do you want to go back and serve again for twenty twenty one twenty two? 
Well, I would love to go back. I'm retired and I have time for it. And as I mentioned, I used to teach history. I love history um, and gov government civics, used to teach civics. And I, I care about uh, policy and I have principles and I worry about the state of New Hampshire and, and the country. Uh, you know, I, I worry about, you know, leftist, liberal type uh, policies that I think are, are not good. Uh, for most people or for the country. And I'm, you know, fairly traditional, you know, more conservative, but independent minded. Uh, people know me, know that to be the case. So, yeah, I uh, w would like to have a voice and a vote. And, and I had a 100% voting attendance record for roll calls. I mean, I take it seriously. And, and, uh, and I, I can't please everybody, but I talk to everybody and I listen to everybody. And I made a lot of friends there, you know, like like you. You know, I've, I've because of being in the political process, I've uh, uh, been out and about and learned a lot, met a lot of people. Um, and as you know, it's not a lucrative position, but it's it can be very rewarding. And like I said, I have time for it, and I would love to be back in the mix if the voters want to give me that chance. All right, great. So, can you share a little bit? Like this past session, what were some of the most egregious things that came down from the state house this past session? Goodness gracious, there's so much uh, horrifying uh, potential legislation, as evidenced by the fact that the governor vetoed 57 bills, 57 bad bills that uh, I, I think most people would not have wanted. Uh, I did a, uh, I collaborated on an op-ed that was in the Concord Monitor with some. Um, Beer Caucus fellow legislator types, and we listed uh, a long partial list of these horrible bills. You know, there was anti many anti Second Amendment bills. There was even some anti First Amendment bills uh, that really concern me. You know, bad regulations, higher taxes, higher utility bills, uh, so much. You know, just the number fifty seven that the governor had to veto fifty seven bad bills. Uh, I, I think as, as we shine a light on what the Democrats tried to do, I, I really want to think and have to think that now that voters know what they got when they got a Democratic legislature, they, uh, they'll have second thoughts in 2020 about doing that again. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> All right, so what is your, if you had to wrap up, like what would be your message to voters and why should they vote for you? Well, Kathy, as I said, uh, if voters send me back to Concord from Loudoun and Canterbury, they can count on me showing up. You know, that, that sometimes that's a problem for some folks for different reasons. I had a 100% um, roll call voting record. Um, I care about the process. I care about the voters. I call people back. Uh, I enjoy calling people back. Now, I can't vote the way everybody who called me wants me to vote, but um, I, I very much enjoy engaging and talking to people who care enough to call me on a bill. And, and, it, and it helps me to understand them better by talking to them. And, and also, I, I had one constituent who had an issue, and I was successful in getting a law passed uh, in response to his issue. And it's, as you know, it's not, it's not easy to... So I, I think I was effective. I think I get along well with, I, I hope, with people from both sides of the aisle. So yeah, I, I think they could count on me to show up care, do a good job, listen to people, and uh, do some good things, and stop some bad things. Yeah, good. All right. So, um, my last question, 
What is one of your rules for life? Well, let's see. Uh, I think you can't go wrong with the golden rule, which is to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So treat people with respect and, uh, and kindness. And uh, I think that that'll, uh, that'll take you a long ways. That's great. All right, Mike. Well, it was a pleasure having you on. And uh, good luck come November. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Granite State Divide. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share on your Facebook or Instagram pages so we can get this information out to as many people as possible. So until next time.